I'm here with Levitt head football coach Mike Hathaway. Uh, coach, uh, when we talked last week, I think this game played out just the way you thought it would. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, we, we probably ran the ball a little bit better, uh, you know, throughout the game, but especially in the first half than, than I thought we might against their defense. Uh, but we knew they were going to be tough, and, and they were. Uh, we went up 20 to nothing at the half, and uh, th there was no quit on that side of the ball for sure. Um, you know, they're very technically sound, very well coached, um, just a tough, physical, gritty type of team that was, you know, it was hard for us to put them away. So, so you had to adjust. I mean, you you said last week, and we've seen it before, their defense is top on the top notch. And so I'm guessing that some, some things that you're usually able to do, you weren't able to do. Yeah, um, you know, we... You know they they've got they've got a couple of studs over there on defense. So you know part of our game plan really was uh, to try to put those guys in situations where we could read them, or you know we were giving them some misdirection that would kind of you know lead them away from uh, from the play. So we were successful with a lot of that in the first half, and then uh, you know they made some good halftime adjustments uh, defensively, and you know we maybe didn't throw the ball as well as we have. You know it was a little little rainy and. Uh, you know, the conditions weren't great for it, but some passes that we normally complete or normally catch that, um, you know, we, we didn't really didn't really put there that cost us maybe a couple scores early and then, uh, you know, early in that second half. And then a, a good team like that, if you don't put them away and, um, you know, you, you give them a chance and, you know, we had a turnover on a special team and, uh, you know, we kind of let them back in. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, last year when that happened to us uh, against Freiburg twice, really, you know, we didn't really answer back that well. And uh, this year I told our guys after the game, even though it was, you know, the, the score was closer than we wanted, it, it, it uh, was a situation where we had the ball with five and a half minutes to go and, uh, you know, a six-point lead, and you've got to protect that lead, and, and we ate all but ten seconds off the clock. So, uh, you know, for us to put that kind of drive together with our offensive line and our run game, uh, was 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 pretty good and and we were able to seal it. So, but it was definitely a that's a good football team and a, a team that's going to get better. They you know they've got some new guys out there and uh, they really played a, a much better second half than the first half. So to me, that's a team that's going to be pretty tough down the stretch. Yeah, it'd be a team that we'll all hear from in the playoffs without a doubt. Uh, tell me about uh, players that you want to single out that either surprised you or did what you expected. You know, any anybody in particular? Yeah, I thought. Uh, you know, offensively, Mark Herman was was fantastic. He had, I think, seven or eight carries for around 130 something. Um, had a big, big 50-plus uh, yard touchdown run in the first half, and uh, he had a big run on a on a third and short. He, he got about a 30 yard gain on that last drive. Uh, he just made some great cuts. Damian Calder was back too, uh, to so to have the two of them is kind of that one-two punch in the slot, running our jet sweep stuff, and you know they caught some shovel passes and some some short passes in the flat and. Uh, it was just it was nice having both of them back on the field together, um, and then Deshaun, uh, Damian's brother, and Alan Peabody really ran well at the the tailback spot for us as well. So you know overall, I think the the biggest thing was we we're real real happy with the way we ran the ball against a good defense on a on a tough weather day, and uh, we spread the ball around. And we told our team yesterday, ten different guys touched the ball for us on Saturday, and in two games we've had two separate hundred yard rushes, and and we've thrown for over a hundred both games as well. So. Uh, we're, we're getting good balance on offense. We're getting good play out of the offensive line. And, uh, you know, defensively, Hunter Hayes had an interception. Uh, he, he had a pretty good day in the secondary for us, came up and, and made some big plays. And uh, uh, Tommy Casey and Riley Parmenter were really good playing inside backer. Their inside run game and, and their quarterback run game, which is, is really good, uh, those guys did a really nice job. And, you know, Riley had been out the week before, so to get him back healthy 
uh, you know, that was a, a big help as well. So, Talking with Coach Mike Hathaway from Levitt. Uh, Coach, uh, going to Foxcroft Academy uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you better leave now. <laughs> yeah, right. A little, little bit of a trip. That's all right, though. What, uh, well, first of all, let me ask you, are there any special plans that you have, knowing that it's how long is it going to take to get there? Uh, we're planning on 2.15 on the bus. Um, it, you know, it says on the map quest, it's about 2.05 in a car, so... Um, you know, I, I don't, nothing really, we're going to meet after school and have our regular meeting that we would have before we left for any game. Um, you know, the boosters will supply us with some sandwiches and meals for the kids to eat on the way up, which they do for every game anyway. Uh, and I, I don't think we're planning on stopping. I think we just want to get there, um, you know, as early as we can get there and get off the bus and kind of get our legs back a little bit. We'll go down and walk the field together, which yeah. is something we maybe don't normally do. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll do that and, and maybe just take the field a little bit earlier for pregame than we might normally, uh, just to get, you know, we'll run a few more plays and just try to get, you know, a little bit of a sweat worked up before the game and, and get ready to go. Do you, um, do you normally like, like to get there really early or are you one that likes nah, to get there and let's play? No, I mean, we, you know, we like to, you know, most of our trips are long, so, you know, we're not going to show, show up changed up ever. Um, you know, so we like to get to the locker room, get some music on, you know, some kids will go down to the field, some kids will get taped up. Um, so, you know, I mean, usually about five o'clock is, is pretty good for us. Uh, we, we like about that time uh, on a seven o'clock game on the road. Uh, that gives us about a half an hour to 40 minutes to get our specialists ready. Uh, then those guys get out and do some kicking and punting. And then we kind of get everybody out to the field uh, a little bit before, uh, or right around six usually so that we can get a good third. It takes us about 35 minutes to get through our pregame and then we have a little bit of time to uh, get back get some water we get some fruit on the sidelines so they can get something quick before the game and and then good to go you know I, I I think about how much that's changed what how people feel about the pregame and I think I talked to you last year when we were having the Bates coaches on our show and the swim coach said he expects his kids on, a, on the day of a meet to get there you know first thing in the morning and swim their living <laughs> right. life off. And I kept thinking, what? You get, you're going to wear them all? And he goes, no, no, they better be in shape. I want their, tw- right. yeah, their, their quick twitch muscles to be jacked and ready to go. And when yep. they come back, they are ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we throw a lot of routes in pregame. Um, you know, we, I mean, we have, our, you know, we have our routine that we go through, but we try to work up a pretty good sweat in pregame. And, you know, the nice thing at home is you get to kind of go back into the locker room and, you know, water up and, you know, have some fruit and talk a little bit or whatever. So, you, you know, you kind of get it done early. And, you know, I know our guys at home, they like to go down on the field and do some stuff before we even go out for pregame. Sure. Like Wyatt will go down and, you know, take a couple of guys and throw some red zone routes and, you know, our uh, – you know, our snappers might go out a little bit early and get some, you know, our centers might get some extra snaps uh, with some of the other quarterbacks or, or whatever. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I like, you know, there's also a balance. You know, we told, tell our kids all the time, you can't, uh, you know, you, you got to build it up so you're ready to play at 7. You can't, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, at 6.30, you can't be expending a bunch of energy sure. yelling and screaming and, and doing that. So, you know, we're not a big rah-rah team in, in pregame and, and you know we don't run a lot of you know we don't go against each other in pregame when we run our offense or defense um, you know it's pretty low-key in, in that regards uh, but we do try to tell the kids you know you got to work up a good sweat so that when the game kicks off at seven you're ready to go um, you talked before we went on the air about uh, this is Mike Cathaway by the way you talked uh, before we came on about the new 42nd clock yeah 
And so far, the places I've talked to people and whatever, you're the only place that has the clock. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah we were lucky enough to to get one right away. Um, you know, I I love having it, uh, especially on both ends of the field. It's visible to the quarterback. It's visible to the coaches. Uh, you're not guessing as much, and you know you're not relying on an official and waiting to see if his hand's going up. It, it just makes it a little bit easier. And then certainly the end of the game situations. Um, you know, it was good for us at, at Freiburg. I think we were talking before, like, uh, you know, to, to face the adversity that we face with the turnovers and some penalties and some, you know, tip balls and, you know, some really some breaks in the second half that certainly, you know, went their way, you know, for us to come back and have to battle that I think was really good. And, um, you know, to also have to execute an end of the game, you know, as, as they would call in the NFL, the four-minute drive and, you know, milk the play clock and get that thing down. Uh, you know, that was good as well, but it's a little bit harder on the road. Sure. Uh, but the, one of the differences in the officiating this year is with the 40-second clock, now the referee raises his hand at 10. Uh, and it used to be he just started counting at 5. So, you know, I think we were saying for us with some motions and things that we do, it's a little tough to get that snap off in time, sometimes in five seconds. Uh, and I thought, you know, our, you know, Wyatt did a good job of watching the official and, and milking the play clock down to two or three seconds every time. And, and we were able to get some first downs and, and close that thing out. I was thinking about it. It probably hasn't changed the the time that much. I mean, now it's he's down. The whistle blows. They start the clock for forty seconds. They got to bring it in, set it. Well, they always had to do that, right? And that's why they said, okay, you got about twenty five once they reset it. Yep. So if you're a team that doesn't go to the huddle, yep, you're you call it right on the line. Yep. Does that seem longer? Uh, I know the officials are hustling in because they know they're on a clock. Yeah. Um... Before they're not on a clock. Until he says ready for play. Right. And, you know, that, to me, the, the biggest difference is that teams can't milk the clock as much because, you know, they'd run the quarterback to the sideline. The official would kind of wait till he was running back and then they blow the ready for play. Uh, this, to me, is a lot more consistent. Uh, you know, we try to, because we're a no huddle team, we try to coach our kids up a lot on, you know, if there's an incomplete pass, you go get the ball, give it to the official, uh, then go get to your spot in the formation. Uh, you know, we have now we have two ball guys instead of one. So we have sure. one who's about 30 yards down the field and another one who's at the line of scrimmage. So if the ball goes out of bounds, we can get another one in there. Um, so, it, you know, I don't think it's affected us, you know, a lot offensively. Um, you know, really, we were kind of doing that stuff anyway. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it – but it does keep a, a better tempo to the game. It, it seems, seems like the game moves a little bit quicker in, in some ways. I thought even though, of course – the first two games I did were running time, so that right that, that moves, that moves much, a little but, quick. But but the EL game, even with teams trying to throw late in the game, EL trying to catch up, I still when I looked at my watch and the game was over, I, I thought it went a little quicker. Yeah, I think you know it, early in the season it might be a little tougher to tell because teams are getting so many penalties. Um, you know, I think it takes everybody a couple weeks to work out some of those things, and you know probably takes the officials a couple weeks too to you know enforce some things so that kids stop doing them. Uh, but, you know, I think our games, you know, have had a lot of penalties the last couple of weeks, so they've been a little bit longer. Um, but uh, I think once the season kind of gets rolling here, you'll, you'll see them a little bit shorter. Well, Coach, thanks. Good luck uh, at Foxcroft. It's a great – you've been there. It's a great place. Yeah, uh, it's a, you know, an awesome, great tradition. awesome facility. So we're really looking forward to playing in a place with that kind of tradition. And, and you know, it's a, it's a good team. They're scoring like 50 points a game. Uh, you know, great coach and Danny White up there. So we're, we're looking forward to the challenge for sure.